What should you expect for fantasy football and DFS when we have this Saturday slate of wildcard games, including Texans, Browns, and Chiefs, Dolphins? It's time to break it out right here and right now as we begin another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. We're looking ahead to Saturday's wildcard playoffs. So we're done with the regular season, but there is fantasy football to be played and things to look at all across the board, prize picks, fan duel, things you can do, little tournaments you might have with your friends at home. You can do all kinds of things here for fantasy football, and it's just fun to break down these games, right? Who's favored, who's not and seeing where we could get the best offensive production. So that's what we're going to do on today's show. We're going to look at the Saturday games today, then we'll come back, look at the games there on Sunday, next, tomorrow. So a lot of uh, good stuff to break down, and we'll give you some uh, tips there for price picks, and then looking at some uh, more FanDuel advice there for you at the end of the week. So a lot of good stuff on the show for these two games I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny Iron. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL fantasy and betting for SportingNews.com. Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Majuk, researcher at NFL Network and fantasy analyst for NFL.com. Together, we're your destination to become the smartest fantasy football player in your league, whether you're playing seasonal or DFS year-round. We're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day as well. Today's episode is proudly brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com and use the code locked on to get $20 off your order. That's Jace Medical, J-A-S-E medical.com. All right, Michelle, let's dive in to these rematches. They're both rematches from the regular season. The Browns Texans just a few weeks ago, the Dolphins Chiefs was the Germany game from week nine. So let's get to what's going on in Houston first. Joe Flacco versus CJ Stroud, one of the more intriguing quarterback matchups in the first game. Now, let's get into it. Uh, Flacco versus Stroud. Flacco dominated with no Stroud in the last meeting. What does Stroud do in his first shot against this defense? Yeah, it's going to be hard anytime you have a quarterback going into his very first playoff game, especially when he's a rookie and he has to face a quarterback that's very experienced, not just in the NFL, right? Joe Flacco's what, 39, 38 or 39 years old. He's been here a long time, but also has a ton of playoff experience. So that's definitely a plus for Cleveland. I do love that this game's in Houston, though. It is absolutely wild, the difference between the Browns defense at home and away. I know a lot of people are scared of the Browns defense in this game, for Houston, but the Browns have allowed 29.6 points per game on road games this year. Like that's a terrible defense. They're allowing yeah. just 13 points at home, but 29.6 away. Also allowing nearly two passing touchdowns per game on the road. So I like that for Stroud. And let me just give you these quarterbacks that the Browns have faced on the road, right? It's not like, oh, well, the hard games were on the road. No, it was Kenny Pickett. Gardner Minshew, Geno Smith, Lamar Jackson, I'll give him that. Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, I'll give him that. Case Keenum and Jake Browning. Like, 
there is no reason they're giving up nearly 30 points a game and all of those touchdowns on the road. They just, they don't play as well on the road, which is, it's wild. They're splits. Yeah, for sure. And that gives Stroud an opportunity, but it's a tough matchup, right? When you have Miles Garrett, he's well-rested. They didn't play him in week 18. You have a pretty good secondary. There's some things they can scheme to do against him. And really, Joe Flacco, I don't see him lighting things up here. One thing I will say is, I don't feel great about necessarily the running games doing too much here. I think it's going to be more about the passing games. I know the Texans have gotten better against the run really bad early in the season, but they really shored up of late. The Browns have been nasty to run on all year. So I think you might get two touchdown passes over that 1.5 on both of these. That's where the odds are looking. I think it's a little bit better for Flacco in this game, but a little bit maybe tougher with Stroud, but you get the better value, right? With the, plus 120 there on FanDuel versus uh, minus 114. So <clears throat> I think overall, sorry, that you look at this and Flacco and Stroud are going to have to put the ball in the air. I'm not sure they're going to have like a clean game, right? I think you could have like 250 yards passing, but I think you'll have maybe something like an interception or two. Something is going to be messy in this game. So I, I don't see this game necessarily being high scoring. What about you? I actually do see it being high scoring. Like I just brought up that I don't, I'm not scared of the Browns defense on the road, but also with Stroud, I really like his over one and a half passing touchdowns in this game for plus 120 odds. I'll say for Flacco, his is also sitting at one and a half passing touchdowns, his line minus 114 odds. So if you bet a hundred, you would win what 86 bucks there. But the thing with Houston is their defense has allowed zero passing touchdowns over the last two games. Uh, I know they allowed Flacco to throw three in week 16, but since then they've been shut down. They've only, they've allowed one or fewer passing touchdowns in six of their last eight games. So it it, it all depends on what's Joe Flacco do we see. And Amari Cooper, let's get into these wide receivers, Amari Cooper or Nico Collins, because Cooper hasn't played the last couple of weeks has dealt with the heel injury that he actually suffered in this Texans game when he went absolutely berserk, putting up, what, 260 yards in that game. But Amari Cooper and Nico Collins, do we expect them to have big games this week? Yeah, these are the two go-to guys on these teams, right? And Amari Cooper, what's going to happen, you think, with the Texans? Are they going to let him go off for the second straight time? No, they're not. So they're going to try to maybe double-team him a little bit. Do you really get scared by their other receivers here. I know David Bell had a good fill-in game there, but you got Cedric Tillman, Elijah Moore. I think the one guy you'd be worried about based on the Texans' coverage is David Joku because they struggle really a lot against the tight end and coverage. That's just the nature of what they do defensively. It's a little bit of a zone. So I think it's more of a David and Joku game because, again, Amari Cooper probably get the matchup on Steven Nelson, who's a veteran, but I mean, he's a little bit older, right? And he's been burned a few times and this was an issue in the first matchup. So I think they're going to try to contain Amari Cooper a little bit more in this one. That said, he has a 78.5 as is a set there. I think I would still take the over because he's still the main guy. And again, if you're not going to run successfully, it's going to be a lot through Cooper and Njoku. And that's really been Joe Flacco's calling card. Now we'll see what Nico Collins line is. This one's a little bit tougher, but I actually think he's going to be fine in this game and make some plays. Again, both of these guys, not a lot at receiver right behind him right now with no tank Dell, no Brown has really not been great when he's actually been called upon, right? He's good in some random games when he is the third receiver, but yeah, I, I do think Amari Cooper just by 
Flacco's target share is going to be involved, and I think the matchup is a little bit better. Nico Collins, we'll have to see what his line is, but I'd say he cools off significantly from his Week 18 performance. Yeah, he could cool off by a half, right? And probably yeah. still hit whatever That's over what the yeah. They haven't put a lineup yet for him. I, I would expect it to be right around Amari Cooper's around the 78 and a half. I like the over for both of these guys. They're they're their main wide receivers. No one else really there. Yes, Dalton Schultz will be involved. Broads are pretty good at covering the tight end, but I still like Schultz in this matchup. And then, like you brought up, David Njoku, I really like him in this game as well. So I'm definitely taking his over. His is sitting around 50 receiving yards. So like the over for him as well. Would you, Let's get into the two things here in this game about the over-under for point total, right? They they have this game listed at 44.5 points scored. Do you like the over or the under? Yeah, but this one, uh, I'll say I'll go by my pick that I have at sportingnews.com. I'm going with the under. I just think there's too much defense on the field here. And look, it's not going to go crazy the way the Browns did in the first matchup, right? The Texans are going to learn some things. I think you'll see the defenses rise a little bit in this one. You have two defenses that can be very good here. D'Amico Ryan is getting his group playing fired up. They'll be at home. So I, I'm definitely going to take the under in this game now. I'm not sure what uh, you're feeling here, but I also don't feel a lot of running, as I mentioned. Yeah, I, I don't want to even look at the running backs in this game. It's not to say they can't have a good game. I mean, Jonathan Taylor just went off on the Texans last week, yeah. but Jonathan Taylor and Devin Singletary are very different, right? And Jerome yeah. Ford and Cream Hunt have been all over the place. If you want to take a bet on Cream Hunt scoring a touchdown, I don't mind that yeah. bet. Uh, but the rest of the rushing yards or anything like that, I'm not really down with. I actually like the over in this game. I don't think they're going to like get well over it, but I do like 22 points for each team. I guess one would need 23 points. But um, yeah, I like the over there. And then I'm taking, it's a close one, Cleveland uh, minus three. So they're three-point favorites. I think I'm going to take Houston to cover and to win. The Browns have lost three of their last four away games by 17 points. Now, week 18, they didn't have their starters. Fine, throw that out. They still lost two of their last three games on the road by 17 points against the Broncos and the Rams. Uh, so just a, a completely different team on the road versus home. Are you taking the Browns to cover or the Texans? Well, I actually got the Browns when they were only uh, two-point favorites early in the week. So I have them covering, although this would be a push. I have them at 20 to 17. So that goes with... My low-scoring game here, I do like that Kareem Hunt, however, anytime touchdown prop bet. I like it because he's the guy that they're going to bring in in short yardage. Uh, Jerome Ford is kind of the 20s to 20s guy, right? He's not the guy necessarily they put in in scoring situations. And Kareem Hunt can also score as a receiver. He's capable of doing that as well. So, yeah, I think that's one of my favorite little sneaky prop bets in this game. I wouldn't go anywhere with the running backs other than that here. Kareem Hunt's banged up but should play. And he's been a big part of what they do. And look, I think if any team has a little bit of rushing success, it's going to be the Browns versus the Texans in this one. But I think it's going to be a grinded out game. I think the Browns defense is going to be out to make a statement. And you know what Joe Flacco's looking at, right? He's like, I win this game. Guess where I get to go? Probably Baltimore <laughs> and face my old team in Baltimore. Like, and you know, the Browns want another shot at the Ravens. So I think that's a little bit of motivation. The Texans, great season, but I think the inexperience kind of shows in this particular game. So it should be a lot of fun and a good way to start on Saturday afternoon with the playoffs.
Yeah, we're going to get into the night game on Saturday. Dolphins at the Chiefs. Supposed to be freezing there. Uh, Before we talk about all of that good stuff, let's hear from a couple of our sponsors. This episode of Locked on Fantasy Football is brought to you by Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we just talk? for a minute about preparing for real life. Uh, According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. That is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if my wife or any one of my nephews got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from the life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinuses, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. With jacemedical.com, visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com and use offer code locked on to get $20 off your order. Again, that's promo code locked on to get $20 off your order. This episode's also brought to you by prize picks. If you love playing daily fantasy, you have to try out prize picks. Prize picks is a skilled based real money daily fantasy sports game. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. All you have to do is just pick more or less than the projection they have listed on two to six players and watch the winnings roll in. Prize Picks adds a ton of excitement to the sports viewing experience, and they even offer a reboot policy that, so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Vinny and I will, of course, go through our favorite prize picks, picks of the week on our Friday show, as we always do. But if you want to get in on the action early, my favorite pick of the week is Dolphins running back Raheem Mostert to have more than one, one or a half of a scrimmage touchdown. So he just needs one (laughs) scrimmage touchdown. And that's a demon pick, meaning you can win up to 100 times your money instead of just 25 times your money. To place this pick and other picks for this week's slate of games, all you have to do is go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code LOCKDOWNNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. All right, let's hop into this game. The Dolphins lose against the Bills last week, so now they have to go to Kansas City, play in freezing, to go, freezing degree temps, probably like looking at zero degrees at this moment the Chiefs are four-point favorites Tua Patrick Mahomes two struggling quarterbacks what do we expect from these two guys in this game yeah the first thing about Tua I guess Jalen Waddell is probably on track to play they really need him in this game so that's something we have to watch here in this one and just seeing where his uh, touchdown and productions are going to be and it's a not the easiest matchup overall against this Chiefs secondary their pass rush is also Pretty darn good with Chris Jones and George Karloftis, both uh, getting to the quarterback with double-digit sacks. So it's a really tough matchup, especially when the offense is not playing all that well. Tua doesn't seem all that sharp at the moment, so the pressure is there. So we know that. And I think if the Dolphins are 
quite frankly, going to win this game. They're going to need a big game out of the backfield, Devin Achan and Raheem Mostert. I think that's the way to kind of do this. It's a win-win because it also protects their defense. They can slow the game down a little bit. And the Dolphins have trouble doing that, right? They want to go fast and move guys around a lot. So that's why I'm not a big fan of them winning this game. I don't know if they'll make those adjustments here as much as needed to win. So, yeah, two, I just can't feel it, right? I mean, how many weeks is he disappointed? He wasn't very good in the week nine matchup either that they had. So I can't really feel it there. I think if I feel it with one of these quarterbacks, and it's a plus 114, by the way, for 1.5 passing touchdowns more, I would feel with Patrick Mahomes at plus 130 because, look, we know the Chiefs had essentially a week off, right? They had a bye without having a bye because they didn't play in week 18. They're going to have some wrinkles ready for the Dolphins. The Dolphins' pass defense, we'll see if Xavier Howard can return, but their pass rush is decimated. There's no Jalen Phillips. Andrew Van Ginkle has been hurting here as well. Bradley Chubb is hurt. So secondary's hurting. The pass rush is hurting. So that's going to be a chance for Mahomes to exploit, I think, and Tua is going to be under a lot more pressure. So actually, it's the opposite way. So Mahomes has minus 166 odds okay. to have over 1.5 passing touchdowns. So they're definitely baiting betters to take that under, right? Because yeah. the under is plus 130. And he only has one passing touchdown in four of the last five games. So if you look at his stats, like you're like, yeah. okay, hasn't had more than two in a game since week seven. But like yeah. you just brought up all those Miami defensive injuries and how bad they've been against good teams on defense, especially on the road. Like he should throw two, but yeah. this is definitely a bait here to try to get you to bet the under. Would you even consider it? You're just staying away. No, I'm not going with the under. I just don't think Patrick Mahomes it's playoff time, right? It's a home game and he knows it's very unusual. He's going to have to go on the road in the playoffs if he wins this one. So it's tough, right? I mean, he's just not used to that. He's had a, very maybe not if uh the bills lose yeah yeah we'll see how that plays out yeah but um we'll uh, address that game on sunday to see how that might play out but when you look at the line here i mean patrick mahomes is just too good right in these type of situations the dolphins defense is just too injured i think so and I think one thing you have to watch out for is I think this could be a big Isaiah Pacheco game. They need to get the running game going. I'm not saying he's going to go nuts and score multiple touchdowns, but we know Mahomes is going to have something up his sleeve with Andy Reid. Here, some wrinkles near the goal line that are going to help potentially get those passing touchdowns, even if the yardage is not nuts. Now, the other storyline we're going to look at, of course, Tyree Kill, Revenge Game Part 2 again after he did this in Germany. He was kind of contained in Germany. Really, the whole offense was in that matchup. Now, Legereus Sneed is out there. You got Trent McDuffie, a pretty good secondary, but I think Tyree Kill still is going to have to step up here big time. 86.5 receiving yards. Now, that seems like a big, big number. He was contained definitely last week by the Bills. It's been a rough kind of few weeks here, including missing game for Tyreek Kill. What are you feeling in this game? I think he's going to rebound and be a big part of what they do because I think he has to be. I know, but I just think the Chiefs are going to put so much so yeah. much focus in on him and make sure anyone else beats them like they did last time, right? I mean, he had 10 targets. Yeah only finished with 62 yards on eight receptions. Like, got plenty of volume, and he will in this game as well. It's just how good of a game can Sneed have, right, and locking him down. But then also, I think Jalen Waddle being this game is so huge for him. That will help open up things because 
Jalen Waddle is a very talented wide receiver as well. You can't just not worry about yeah. him. So if Jalen Waddle plays, I think that helps Tyreek Hill hit this over. But I, I kind of just want to stay away from this line because it's Tyreek Hill. He could 100% hit the over. But I am worried. It's at 86 and a half receiving yards. It's a bit high for me to trust. What about, though, Travis Kelsey, right? Because he has been dead for a little while here. Yeah. Last three games, he's played 28 yards, 44, 16 yards. His line is sitting at 56 and a half receiving yards. Do we think he comes back to life in this game? He had only 14 receiving yards earlier in the year against the Dolphins. But again, different different defense with some injuries there on the Dolphins side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, when you look at Tyreek and Travis Kelsey, they're the marked men in this game for sure. And that's definitely what happened in the first matchup. And Kelsey has just been slowing down. Maybe the week off and just not having to play and worry about it has helped him a little bit. We'll see how he performs here. Obviously, we know who is going to be in attendance in this game. So he's kind of gone from really playing well in the early stages of that to not playing well at all down the stretch. And part of it, I think he's a bit banged up. He's talked about retirement. I think the Chiefs wrinkle in this game is going to be getting two tight end sets involved. I've been calling for it for a while here. They need to get two tight ends on the field, help the running game, take some pressure off Travis Kelsey, maybe take some shots downfield off of that where Mahomes is protected and there's one guy going downfield. So look, I think Travis Kelsey is always a threat to do this, but this is a pretty high number for him based on his recent production. So I'm going to say like he can be effective with 50 yards in this game. And that could be like what the Chiefs would be thrilled maybe with that. But I do like a certain Chiefs receiver a lot more in this one. It's Rashi Rice. I mean, he was just getting going as a factor, right, in the first matchup. And now he's fully ingrained as the go-to receiver for Patrick Mahomes. And he's got one of the best matchups of the entire weekend, I think, in Cater Cahoo, who's been very much <laughs> ripped by Dolphins fans this season in the slot. So you look at Jalen Ramsey, he's probably going to be in the outside trying to prevent the big plays downfield, right? Ramsey could travel a little bit with Rice, but I don't see it because of the way they scheme Rice open inside. So I think Rashi Rice... He's at 64.5. Do you feel much better about that? I do than Travis Kelsey in the 56.5. I actually feel better about Kelsey. I think he'll come through okay. in a playoff game. I think that's going to be his moment. I think he has a big game. Rice, this is his first ever playoff game. And they put the line perfectly, right? He's been hovering pretty much around that for most of the last five. I mean, he's had some big games, but other ones, 64, 72, 57, all in the last five weeks here. So they put it at a really nice line that makes it tricky. I won't be surprised if he hits it or not, but I feel better about Kelsey. So I'd focus more on him. The bet I love Raheem Mostert has plus 155 odds for any time touchdown score. You're talking about the guy that leads the NFL in rushing touchdowns, uh, 18. No one else has more than 14. He scored a touchdown in each of his last five games played eight touchdowns during that span, eight touchdowns over his last five games played. Um, only has three games this year without a touchdown. And two of those three games, he played limited snaps in. So as long as he's out there and healthy and active, like I feel really good about this bet. Yeah, this one might be a real it in, right? And plus 155, much like the Patrick Mahomes one that uh, confused me. It threw me off because it was like, whoa, that's interesting that they're pushing for something that is less likely based on the recent results. Now, this is more likely based on recent results, right? With Mostert and 
look, I would get a little crazy here, Michelle. I might do a Mostert, Devin, a Chan combo here, parlay these touchdowns, because I think, nice. like I said, they're going to need these two guys to come through in this game to have a shot. I think if they put it into his hands too much, it's just not going to work out. And, and they also, again, have to keep the Chiefs a little bit honest in this game. So I do like Mostert scoring. Let's hope he's healthy and is looking better than he has the last couple of weeks when he has been able to play. So I do like uh, Mostert, definitely. If he's in there, look, the Dolphins, that's been the one thing you count on every week from the Dolphins, him scoring. So if it doesn't happen in this one, it's just going to be <laughs> kind of the fate, and it's probably not going to be looking good for the Dolphins. Now, the other thing we want to explore here is the total, and it's modest, and you think, okay, if you'd said early in the season that the Chiefs-Dolphins, when you looked at them scoring and potential Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs scoring 70 points, you said a line was going to be 44 in a playoff game between these two, you'd be like, that's crazy. But not anymore, because you look at the way that now you're thinking that looks like really high for these two teams based on what we've seen. So I do like uh, this to go under as well. I'm going to be an under guy for the most part in a lot of these playoff games, I think, this week. Yeah, if I had to take one, I'd probably go the under, but I don't like rooting for unders and points because yeah. I like rooting for points. So I'm <laughs> going to stay away from that. But I will take the Chiefs minus four. They're four point favorites. I think they win by at least four points in this game. The, the Dolphins on the road. I mean, they lost by 37 points in the last road game against the Ravens, lost by 14 against the Eagles, lost by 28 against the Bills, lost by seven against the Chiefs in Germany. Their two road wins in the last, what, since week two, came against the Jets and the Commanders. Uh, I just, Tua in uh, cold games, zero and three, and this is supposed to, be, like, that's just 40 degrees or colder, and uh, this is projected to be under 10 degrees. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game, and I don't expect a good game from the Dolphins at all. Yeah, I'm a little nervous because I always get nervous with the Lion. Wait, do they know something I don't? When I said, wait, the Chiefs should be favored a little bit more in this game, right? Based on all those numbers you cited, and the Dolphins' performance against good teams. They just don't show up, and especially with teams with defenses, right? <laughs> They're not the best at showing up in those type of games. So I was a little worried about it, but then I said, no, this is not a trap. I'm going 24-17 as part of my under here. So keeping it under, right under. So yeah, I would stay away from that given I have 41 points. It's right near that number. I think it's a pretty good over-under that I would stay away from, but I would feel a lot better like Michelle does about taking the Chiefs in minus four in this game. Now we will break down our DFS slates. Uh, I won a few coins with the lineup that we had last week. So we'll see if I can do well on Saturday with our FanDuel lineups. We'll reveal those next to close the show. But before we do that, we got to hear from another one of our fine sponsors. All right. This episode of Locked on Fantasy Football is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. Now, BetterHelp is just a kind of way to get you back on track here with maybe getting lost in life and we needed a little bit of a roadmap to get back to where we want to go find someone to give us some direction right and that's what the therapy does here i can't say enough about having therapy i go to a therapist regularly and uh, see what the benefits are daily here. It just uh, kind of resets me in life and you really can't get better than that. And 
look, if you've been nervous about giving therapy a try, I mean, online is a good way to go here because uh, it's going to be very convenient and easy for you at BetterHelp. Designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule as well. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you don't have the right fit, no worries. You can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get back on track. Find your GPS that you need in life with uh, giving therapy a shot through BetterHelp. Celebrate the progress you've already made and get going for the future journey ahead. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lockdown to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp dot com slash locked in today 10% off your first month that's better help that's better help h-e-l-p betterhelp.com slash locked on to take advantage of getting into therapy now all right michelle time to close the show and time to reveal our picks here for the saturday slate on fanduel and these are the players that we want to get in our lineups. Now, this was very challenging for me. I don't know for you, like I ran out of money, so I kind of had to do some creative business here at the end. Uh, so let's let's start with your quarterback, and then we'll see. I, I have a feeling we might have the same quarterback. I'm not sure. Yeah, so there's only two games to choose from on the Saturday yeah. slate, right? It's just no. the two playoff yeah. games. So there's not many options, especially at the 1Z position. So I'm going C.J. Stroud, Texans quarterback. Even against the Browns, I'm okay with it. I called it. We do have the same quarterback. I have <laughs> CJ Stroud also because really it's Tua is the cheapest quarterback after him, right? You have a Mahomes and Flacco are more expensive. So yeah, I had to go CJ Stroud. I couldn't go to Tua because I actually want to win the slate. So <laughs> I don't want to go with Tua this week. So reveal your two running backs, Michelle. So I went with uh, Devon Achan and Kareem Hunt. Achan was a little bit cheaper than most, or it saved some money there. And Hunt, uh, I'm just hoping for a touchdown or two, right? He he gets those yeah. touchdowns. That's what I'm counting on here. And he had a cheaper value there that I had to go with. Yeah, I feel like Kareem Hunt will have some high ownership because I also have him in this matchup because he is the kind of the value running back, really. If you look at it, there's a few that are going to be really expensive, Raheem Mostert being one of them. Uh, but I did pay for one of those, and that's Isaiah Pacheco. Went up the ladder here. I think Pacheco can have a big game against the Dolphins. I think they'll control it. If the score is going out the way, I think it's going to be running in the second half defense. So I went that way with Isaiah Pacheco and Kareem Hunt. So Three wide receivers, Michelle. Where did you go? So interestingly, my three wide receivers are all from the Texans slash uh, Browns game. Didn't go okay. anywhere with the Chiefs Dolphins, but I went with Nico Collins and Amari Cooper. Got the number one guy on both sides. And then I went with Elijah Moore. I had to pick someone cheaper. They don't love it, but just need him to break off one play, possibly. And it can't all go to Amari Cooper and David and Joku, right? Got to target somebody else. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you had to save somewhere and i saved here and at uh, flex so i'll be fully disclosing that i had to get nico collins so he i started with him to stack with stroud here so that yeah. made sense i wanted to stack then i went with tyree kill i'm going to go with him because some people might be down but i think tyree kill has a big game here against the chiefs and look uh, they might have to be throwing a lot in the second half and try to do something here so I think Tyreek Hill shows up. He actually has a good track record in cold weather. I'm like his quarterback. So let me look at there. And then 
my pivot in this game is the old Justin Watson. I'm just going there. Look, I don't know where Jalen Ramsey is going to be lined up. I don't know if they would put him on Watson. Maybe they might take out MVS for the deep shots. I don't know. Or go uh, shadow Rashi Rice. I'm not sure, but I, Justin Watson was a good price point at 5,200. So Hill, Collins, and my kind of uh, big play touchdown dependent guy is Watson. I have a feeling we probably have the same tight end too, <laughs> David and Joku, because yeah. I a great matchup for him. And we know Joe Flacco loves him. So David and Joku was, I was willing to pay up for him because great. I just think he's going to be great in this, this matchup. Yeah. That's the matchup I felt the best about here. I thought about Travis Kelsey as well, but really can't look at uh, Dalton Schultz, especially with Brevin Jordan, somewhat involved here. So you really can't go there at tight end and then, Really, are you going to play Durham Smythe? I guess if you're going to do him as a punt play, you could do that. But that doesn't mean I don't have a punt play at tight end in my flex spot. So reveal your flex. So my flex is actually Travis Kelsey. I I, I think Travis Kelsey has a nice game. I had enough money to get him. Actually, Kelsey's more expensive than Njoku, so I could have switched it up. It doesn't really matter. But I went with both Njoku and Kelsey. I do think Kelsey ends up being the best producer on this Chiefs offense this week. I'm believing in his talent that he'll get back after a week off. So I went with Kelsey. Yeah, I had to punt this position because I spent on Tyree Kill. So I didn't totally punt it. I'm anticipating again. I've been calling for this for weeks. Use two tight end sets. I do have a Chiefs tight end, but his name is Noah Gray. I think this is the guy that they need to get involved. He's at 4,600. So what he basically needs is a few catches and a touchdown, and then I'm in business here, and he's going to pay off, and I'll get return on the other guys on my lineup. So Watson and Gray, look, I know everyone might be on Rushy Rice and Travis Kelsey, but changing it up a little bit. If it's a Pacheco game, then I figure you're going to have some blocking and maybe Gray slides out for a touchdown in this game. Yeah, I like it. And then for defense, I had to go pretty cheap, but I went with the Texans and I don't hate it because Joe Flacco, A, he could fall apart, but also I know he leads the league since coming, like since week 13 and touchdowns. He also leads the league in interceptions. Like he's throwing a lot of interceptions. One of those can easily be brought back. He's going to throw an interception or two. So I like the Texans defense. Yeah, I paid up a little bit for defense, I guess, but I would say that I'm a big fan of correlation, and I did the stack between C.J. Stroud and Nico Collins, so I'm doing a stack, Isaiah Pacheco, in the Chiefs defense. I think in the second half, they'll make some plays, get some sacks with those guys. I mentioned Karloftis and Jones, always a chance to have a big turnover, too. We know Tua has been struggling with protecting the ball, so I'm going with the Chiefs and trying to get some by there. So maybe I'm a little too Chiefs heavy with this lineup. It's funny because I also have two former Chiefs in here, Kareem Hunt and Tyree Kill. So maybe I was uh, thinking too much about Kansas City when I was making out this lineup. I did want the Chiefs defense. How much was the Chiefs defense? It's 4,000. So, yeah, I I only had enough. I only had 3,400 left. I, I used up all my money on the dot. So I had to go with the Texans there. I would prefer the Chiefs, but I didn't have enough and I'm happy enough with the Texans. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. So I'm really counting on uh, the Texans playing well, at least in the passing game, and then the Browns holding their lead, and then the Chiefs, I guess, uh, doing a lot with these uh, other guys that are not Rashi Rice and Travis Kelsey this week. So that's the way it is. We can only do with, with what we have, right? So it'll be a little bit better when we break down Sunday, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Excited to get to that tomorrow. Yeah, we'll break down the Sunday slate. We have uh, Michelle's Steelers trying to upset the Bills. That's going to be great. But the marquee game definitely is Packers-Cowboys on that slate. Of course, we also get the Matthew Stafford-Jared Goff 
double revenge game also on Sunday. So really good slate there. A lot of good offenses to look at. I think that's going to be a lot more fun to break down in terms of uh, our DFS options and really just overall. So good stuff on today's show here, breaking down those two Saturday games for Locked on Fantasy Football. This has been Vinny Iyer. And I'm Michelle Majuk. Bye, y'all.